Difficult morning, brothers. Lo pashut bichlal. Not so simple, especially in an era where you could actually watch, see footage of of achenu v'achiotenu literally being butchered. It's interesting that, on a personal note, to me the 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 footage of watching heroes that that killed the animal. 
being detained and their guns being confiscated because of protocol is almost just as disturbing. You know, it's almost just as disturbing of, of what it can do to our minds in terms of trying to figure out where we're at and where we're heading and where, where have we been. And the need for tshuva, like, I mean, it's screaming out to us from the deepest depths, like, real, sincere tshuva. Between, between Purim and Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim's passing and Am Yisrael's, where they're at, and it's just calling out from every corner, like, Uru, Uru, Yidome for Elul, Uru, Uru, Yeshenim. Uru, Uru, Yeshenim. So hopefully, through this, this sefer that we're learning has helped me feel that there's a chance, uh, a chance to wake up with avoda, with special avoda. That's all we have right now. That's all we have to do. So we're going to learn right now, Le'ilui Nishmat, the Kedoshim. Holy, holy tzaddikim, the Masru Nafsham al Kedusha Sashem by being a Yid here in Eretz HaKodesh. We should have the schut to Mekadesh Shem Shemaim. And it should give us the strength to uh, to have koach, to, 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 to simply know what to do. To know what to do and not shy away. All right. Oh, uh, the last thing, okay, not for now. The, the, the last thing that we learned on Monday was something very, very beautiful. And we were speaking about that the avoda of strengthening our thoughts, of developing our thoughts, is not. It's very. It's a very literal explanation the PSS Rebbe gave us as to how to how to how to live life with containing the art of strengthening pure and holy thoughts. And he brought us to the world of visualization, and he explained based on his grandfather, based on his father, and his great great grandfather, the Noam Eli Melech. That shichlula machshava, developing developing of the mind, really means do you take time to illustrate and to what was the other word we use to visualize good thoughts. When you have a good thought that comes into your mind, do you, how do you spend more time on it? Do you visualize it? Do you illustrate it? Do you draw it in your mind? Is, it, is there a drawing of it? Um, I remember when uh, there were a few nigunim that Reb Shlomo composed that he visualized something. He visualized a holy thought. Literally, he visualized a holy thought, and then a nigun came out of it. That's amazing, right? Your favorite nigun. The Krakow nigun. He visualized the six million going into the gas chambers and going out on the other side to the Beis HaMikdash, to Yerushalayim. He visualized that holy thought, and a nigun came out. There, there are a few nigunim like that. We'd be shocked as to what would happen to us if we took a few more seconds to visualize holy thoughts and see what comes out from them. And the more that that happens, the more than the, the, the milchama to, to live a more pure, pure life with more pure thoughts will be consistent. will be consistent. It'll happen much more often. You need patience for that. And you need dedication, you need commitment, because it doesn't happen, it's not like this. It takes a long time. Now, the same thing would happen if you visualized an impure thought. <laughs> the same exact thing. If you take the time to visualize an impure thought, the more and more that that would be part of your experience in this world as well. And the more that you would produce something chas v'shalom, impure. The more that you take time, spending time on an impure thought. It works on both sides. 
That's the last thing we learned. Right now we're on page Lamed Hay, Otbet. Page Lamed Hay, Otbet. Mm, it's going to be a little trippy at the beginning. Hold on tight, okay? To have a strong thought, you can't have it without this art of visualization, of illustration. Over there in the Tikkun Ezor, when they speak about the different levels of the soul, right after Nefesh HaMachshava, the Nefesh, the soul of thought, the Zohar HaKadosh then lists the next level being the soul of illustration. Vayen b'shmone prakim l'rambam zichon olivracha perak aleph. And then you go on the Rambam too. You know, we always, we always divide the soul to different parts, right? How many, how many parts of the soul are there in our, in our way of learning? Five, right? Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida. Eight. In Afghanistan, maybe there's eight. Yes, Matzav. Right. Right. Usually five, right? Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida, without getting into it right now. So just like in Perak Aleph of the Rambam Shmuel Eprakim, Shekoma Shemichalkim Esan Nefesh Lachalokim, even though we divide the Nefesh to different the different parts and categories, Rakis Galus Peulosem Mechulakim, the revelation of its actions are divided. Aval Nefesh Baatzmusa VeKirba Achasi, but the soul is really one soul with a lot of faculties, a lot of uh, compartments. And we already explained this in Chovas Nefesh. We discuss we discuss the five aspects of the soul, Ruach Uneshama, Chaya Uyechida. This was the hardest part of learning with my daughter for her bat mitzvah, because we learned this safer with Tifi's Bat Mitzvah. We got to this part of the PSS Nerebbe explaining the five different compartments of the soul. That was a that was a difficult one. Zeloya Pashut. It's not five different souls a person has, it's one soul. The more that a higher, more supreme light becomes revealed from it, it's called and has more of a, of a higher and more supreme attribute and a name to it. Not spending too much time on this. This is a very Kabbalistic piece. We'll see the, we'll see the point of what, what he's saying in a second. I'll try to give it like very, very big kitzer. Some people could say, you know, I'm not even going to try. Let's keep on learning. Let's keep on learning. Zotomeret, he's going to explain now. Zotomeret. We're in the second, the bottom paragraph. This means it's not the kavana of the Zohar, Zohar. 
וכשמפעיל את עצמו יותר, אז חלק יותר גדול ממנה מתגלה, שגם מציירת לו את הדברים. This book is really, if we had to give it a subtitle, it would be called אומנות גילוי הנפש, The Art of Revealing One's Own Soul to Themselves. I want to know what I'm made out of. I want to know who I really am. This is what this whole book is all about. He begins this whole safer speaking about, let's see if anyone remembers, what topic did this book begin with? Very good. Prophecy. Why? Because if someone's able to be in tune with the spirit of prophecy, it means they have a very strong sense of who they are, what they're about. That's what it means. Not so much about Kuamar Hashem in 3,000 years from now something will happen, But it's that right now, a spirit of prophecy means I have a yidgalut nefesh my own nefesh. You know, I know how special it is when one, when one person gets one taste for one second of their lifetime, who they are and what they're capable of. And who they are and what they should stay away from, too. That's also yidgalut nefesh Same thing. So he's saying over here in a nutshell, the more that I get to know myself, it's more or less based on the more I spend time illustrating holy moments that happened to me in my life. Does that make sense? The more time I spend strength, lengthening and widening holy moments through the art of visualization, the more I will also get to know myself and what I'm really made out of much better. Now, if you, if you think about it, it's like this. People in your life that you could say about them, they really know who they are. They really know what they're capable of. What kind of things would you say about a person like that? Can you first of all imagine that in your life? Someone that like, you know that they really have a deep sense of who they are and they're working on it. They're working based on how much their nefesh is misgala to them, is revealed to them. Think about it for a second. It doesn't have to just only be Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter, although he definitely falls into this category. But it can be people in this room. You get a, a taste of who they are. A little bit of a taste of who they are. The Rebbe is saying it's probably because part of them spent time visualizing, illustrating, and spending one more second, besides just moving to the next thing, with... Wow. And Rebbe Shlomo said every person must ask themselves. He said every day. Sometimes he said once in their lifetime, and then sometimes he said every day. I'm not sure which one he would have held by. Rebona Shleim, what did you think about when you thought of having me in this world? Like, what was your machshava bichla when you thought of putting me in this world? So the more a person spends time with that machshava, right, the more then they have the ability to choose to strengthen and lengthen holy moments in their life. And the pattern of holy thought, my pattern of avodah degdusha, becomes something that's more my nature and not something I have to, I have to struggle with. And again, the same thing goes the other way. Chas v'shalom. Zeh le'umad zeh. All right, is that clear? Isn't that to a certain extent that Zohar talks about what Gehenim is? It's like, after 120, you see what you could have been, and then what you actually were, and that embarrassment of not reaching that potential is your Gehenim. Nachon. Right? So, if you... Yeah. why you were put on this earth and you're not reaching that potential that could be your own personal Gehenim here now and it is for many people right <laughs> and it is for many people how did Reb Shlomo say it? he said like this when you go to the next he says you know what heaven and hell is? it's very simple after 120 
They're going to show you two videotapes. One is who you were, and one is what you could have been. He said, that's hell. Because heaven is when there's only one videotape to show you. Do you hear how deep that is? It don't, if not, tell me and I'll repeat it. I also have to hear things sometimes three times. I'm going to say it again. This is very important. Heaven, what's the difference between heaven and hell? He said this based on the Baal Shem Tov. That after 120, there, there, there are two videotapes to show you. One is who you were, and the other is who you could have been. Right? Hell is when they have two, different, two videotapes to show you. Heaven is when there's only one, one videotape to show you. This is, this is the deepest. The deepest. Person doesn't get to go to heaven then, because they never really did reach their potential. What if someone They're doesn't? Stuck in hell, or is there a way to get up there? That cleansing. Well, you, know, you every year we don't believe that any year ends up in right. Gehenna. So yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. But thing. meaning he's saying, I mean, worry about it, but don't worry about it. Yes, <laughs> 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 you'll you'll see you'll find a, an exit from. The <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what I mean is that you, there is a cleansing process that's quite painful. That, that, that with, if anyone that's ever learned Tikkun Ezar and anything in the, in the Swarm speaks about what a person has to go through in order to go through that cleansing. Can the cleansing be in this world? Also? Yes, yeah. I was going to say that the Rebbe says, why are you waiting to taste Gan Eden in the next world? He says it so many times. He says it, the avod, I says, he, he said so many times, I don't know why this concept of Gan Eden and Gehenom is something that was left for Ad Me'avesrim. He says it many times. So he's, and, and he kind of throws, he hints to us throughout this form saying, and everything I'm trying to give to you right now is so that you can have that now. Now. So what's Gan Eden in this world? Tasting who we can be believing that what I tasted is reachable and living the process. That is Gan Eden. How do I do such a thing? He says it begins with the art of visualizing and illustrating holy thoughts that come with holy moments. Don't run to the next one. Because like he told us on, the, uh, on Monday's shir, when a person does this, they can reenact and relive and resense. Rosh Hashanah's Tkiyaz Shofar, even in, it's the end of Adar. Even now. It's an amazing thing. You want to ask something? Yeah. Um, it just, I feel like a lot of times there's a lot of pressure. You know, because, I mean, the human condition is we're always going to fall short. Like, if we were ever the person, if we ever got to that level, I mean, there would be nothing left to do here. Ki'ilu. So that's why I said the process and the not process. the destination. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me. So I, I got the privilege to go see Rabbi Silver last night and he brought down this little story. And apparently so in, in the shul back there, there's a, a young man who's a, a downs. He has a down syndrome. And in the Kabbalah Shabbat, after they dance, he always comes up to the bima to talk to the rabbi. He, he has something to say. And he said, whatever, recently he came up and he said, Rabbi, he's like, First of all, I love you. And second of all, I'm so happy. This is why are you so he says, I'm so happy because Hashem made me exactly the way I need to be. Yeah, like mind blowing. 
So, and it made me think of this, like, despite all of our failures and despite the fact that we know that we are, can't really hit the mark, we can't really fully be in heaven, you know, is there something there to just being, to say, like, with all my faults and all my failures and the fact that I'm living in this Ke'ilu little Gehenna down here, I'm okay with the way you made me. Like I'm okay with the way you made me till the second. <laughs> right. Like, Bless you. Like, I'm okay with everything you gave me and all the challenges and all this and that. And I know that, like, because I, I always feel the pressure. Like, every time I'm not getting there, I'm like, oh. You know, and then I started to think about it. At 120, you know, they're going to show me that video. And it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, you know. And I know I was out salon. I was lazy. I was this. I was that. I made wrong. I did all these things. Right. And it, it can pile up on you. And, and, then, I'm, and then I go to the... You made me this way. You gave me these character defects. Mm -hmm. You gave me all this stuff. And I have to somehow be okay with it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I feel... When I hear this stuff, I feel a lot of pressure. And, like, I want to be like this kid who's just... No, no, but I want to be in that feeling of... That part of it. That part of it is I'm okay. Like, I am so happy because I am glad that you made me this way with all these deficiencies. So embrace the deficiency. You can embrace it also. Part of the process. Part of that's the why Dafka used the word process because of exactly of that word. The word destination is, is the most pressuring thing in the world. Uh, I've been living the last week with uh, my wife who's reading the Rabbi Grossman book and she's actually like depressed at night from the book in that, uh, yeah, and you know, she's such an amazing man but like, oh my gosh, we are not accomplishing anything that we could. That, that's yeah. what, and, and I have to like really go through that you can't, no, but you were, she's like, it's not even about being a Talmud Chacham. It's like just being a doer. So it started with one kid. You saw that. You said that yourself. You saw the picture of that little house. And a couple I did. The 18 kids. And so like... She, I saw she, 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 it. It started with shackles on your... But, I know. But you, but you know what's amazing? You know who really feels that for real? Only real doers actually feel what you just said. So so he feels... So that's what we were talking about on the bus home. He feels... Rabbi Grossman feels that way? Of course he does. He thinks he can probably do more. Do you think that... How, how do you think he ended up doing anything? Of course. But you see, instead of the pressure suffocating you, there's a way of the pressure not to, to not be pressuring, but motivating and empowering. And that's what we're trying to do. Of course Rabbi Grossman had to feel like that. There's no way they could have gone anywhere. He showed us when we were there this picture of 18 kids that they started with. And it really touched me very deeply. He pulled out this picture of eight, the first 18 kids I don't even know where that picture was. Do you remember where it was taken? Was it there? No, it was there. It was in Migdalamek. Meaning, if he didn't feel this, like, they're going to show me a videotape, right? So he would have been like, you know what, 18's cool. Most people never start these kind of things. I'll just stick with 18, you know? Well, yeah, I don't think he even started. <laughs> when I was sat there, I felt like this guy. Do you think he's thinking about his videotape or the videotape of those 18 kids? Interesting. Well, he's not a. It could be both because he's not. He can't be a chray for their Gehenna or Ganeiden in the, in the next world. But he's thinking about what he can do. But he's thinking about the So it could be. It's like the opposite of Dayena. Mamash, there'd be no right. They don't send that at the Grossman's. At the Grossman say a Grossman Hagada, right? Imagine if they put out a Grossman Hagada. That's taken out, like from the. Elu, if you just gave me that, the nah, not true. The Rebbe was like that. When the Rebbe ever, remember the Rebbe's, uh, what was it, the 70th birthday? 
Or 80th birthday? 70th. 70th, where he's, he spoke about, like, people are telling me now, I should start thinking about retirement. Well, 70 new Chabad houses. Yes, he introduced us to the driver, and he said he has bags under his eyes. Right, right. he spends all day long driving <laughs> around all stop. day, all night. He doesn't yeah. So that can depress Brenner, right? Like, like, like I understand how those, those things can, you know, but that's Rav Grossman's Gilui Hanefesh, right? So everyone has their own Gilui Hanefesh. The only thing is, do you have enough guts to stand in the presence of God and actually ask, what did you think of when you thought of creating me? Me. Now, I, don't, I don't really need to know what did you think of when you thought of creating Rabbi Grossman. That's not my avoda. My avoda is, what did you think of when you thought of creating me? And stick with it and stay with it. Stay with it. Just stay with the question for a little bit. And then the gilui nefesh, the, who you are, will start to become revealed to you more and more once you stick with these thoughts and these moments for more than just like a passing breeze. Yeah, man. Rabbi Fisher says that a lot of people, are, or at least in this generation, what I found is everyone's trying to be stress-free. No stress, the yoga, the this, I'm not saying that it's bad, but stress-free, living, just going with the flow, nothing bothers you, but no, see, there's meant to be stress. Stress, by definition, is there's tension. Tension is needed for growth. Mm-hmm. And he also says that the problem isn't the problem. The problem is that you think the problem is a problem. And we all have issues in life, and that's normal. And it makes sense that you're not perfect. And once you're able to recognize, hey, it's normal, it makes sense, you're not bad because you have an issue with something. Then all of a sudden it doesn't weigh you down. It turns more into it doesn't take on that form of shame anymore. Beautiful. 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 Okay, yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, just very quickly. It seems to me what you keep repeating, it's all about the process. It's not about the ultimate goal. Uh, Rav Zusha, toward the end of his life, he said as um, his Talmidim came to him, weren't you being afraid to be compared to Abraham, Abinu, Yitzchak? He said, no, 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 I'm afraid to be compared to me. And, and we have to do the best that we can do with what the tools that we are given. And that goes to uh, David as well. That individual who went to the rabbi, if he does the best with the tools that he's been given, then he, re- he gets to the goal that he's meant right. to get to. That's why he says... The way to find this stuff out is spending more time with these thoughts. You have to spend more time with the thoughts. I want to start again from the second to bottom paragraph, okay? Zatomeret. She'ein kavanas kotcho betikunei zohar. She'yesh nefesh ha'choshevet levada ve'nefesh ha'metzayelet le'atzma. Rak she'mitchila kshepoel ha'ish benafsho peula klusha az rak... חלק קטן ממנה מתגלה ולחשוב. וכשמאפיל את עצמו יותר, you push yourself more, אז חלק יותר גדול ממנה מתגלה שגם מציירת לו את הדברים. When you act upon more Kedusha, and what ends up happening is that more Kedusha becomes revealed to you and who you are, and where Kedusha is in your life in such a beautiful way. Okay. וזה שאמרנו, fourth line from the bottom, וזה שאמרנו בחובץ תלמיד עם מרמר בייז, אוס א' בהגה. כשחושב האיש במחשבה קלושה משונאו שחירפו, אז צורת השונא אינה מצטיירת לפניו. When a person thinks about someone that mocked him or that 
hates him or cursed him, but he doesn't think about it too much. It's like, whatever, okay, that guy exists. That person doesn't become a, 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 an image in front of you. It's a thought. If I start thinking more and more about who wronged me last week, last year, 30 years ago, but I think about them more and more and more, I have drawn an image of that person. They're standing in front of me. They're mamash in front of me right now. I could do that. I could bring them back from the dead. Someone that croaked, but they wronged me. And I think about how much they wronged me and how much it hurt me and how much pain it was in. I could actually schlep someone out of a grave and place them right in front of me. That's how, that's how strong, he says, the art of visualization is. He's, he's trying to say this to prove the point, but to teach it to us from the other side, as opposed to, you know, when you visualize holiness, then it becomes real. We know that when we visualize, this has happened to everyone. Not necessarily schlepping someone out of a kever, but definitely when you feel like you were wronged. Like what's trauma with many things? You feel wronged, you can't let go of that wronged, and that person's standing right in front of you all the time. But who, who created that person to stand right in front of you? You did, and you've got to be careful when you're treating someone to, because that's not what they want to hear, but that's, that's the truth. That is the simple truth. They didn't. They did it what they did one time, or twice, or even 80 times, but they're not doing it right now. But you're bringing them out, and they're right in front of you right now. He's telling us this to teach us, the, to show us how strong that power and effect really is. Bottom paragraph. It's not just the tzura, the shape, the form of this person that's part of the visualization. The words that were told to you that were when you were wronged. All those words are coming back. It's like, like, in, a, like in, a, in a character, like in a cartoon, like it's all the person's there. The words that he said is like in a little balloon, like a little cloud over his head, and sometimes it's even out of a cloud, it's coming out of the person's mouth. And you visualize the whole thing of someone wronging you again and again and again. He says, this is the koyach of the machshava. Hashem put this in us. The avoda that we have in this world is to use that same thing we do almost automatically, bikdusha, remembering moments where someone gave you a kiss, someone hugged you, someone made you feel special. You witnessed special, you witnessed holiness, you witnessed Kedusha, and that being just as clear and as impactful on you <coughs> than what, what, what we know to be a given when it comes to the other side. Second line. Like we said there in Chovas Talmidim, Strong thought and imagination, basically one species. Things that you can actually visualize with your imagination, like a, like a person, like a home, you see in your imagination. But things that don't have a form, like what? Kegon diburim. Like words. Words don't have a form, a visual form. Well, although there was only one time that words had a, had a visual form. Marcina, right. <coughs> but, ge- but generally speaking, 
generally speaking, words don't have a visual form unless you hung out in certain places. Doing certain things. Right. Yeah. But he reached he reached such a level of uh, yeah. It's also a not disorder, but you know, people people say like great musicians had synesthesia, they could see sound and Yeah, but what 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 was backstage? <laughs> no, no, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean, neurologically, though, this is all possible. Uh, absolutely, you know, like absolutely. Trauma is, you know, it's neurons firing exactly they did the way they did when you first experienced. He's it. he's bad. saying, the more mommy, that right. happens, the more it's going to fire that exact way that you're going to see that. Exact That's what keeps these people. words so shocking. That the, what he's speaking about is modern psychology. It's just an, it's just incredible because remember, it's a hundred years ago. People didn't talk like this back then, especially not in the ghetto in, in, in you know, Piazetsna or in Warsaw. This is not the language, but he's saying what, what we know now to be a given, he's saying this 100 years ago. The gam, so he's saying like this, fourth, fourth uh, to bottom line in this paragraph. You could actually say, because it feels so real, this person is still cursing me. This person is still stabbing me. This person is still harming me. This person is still insulting me. Still? Yeah. How? You've literally drawn that up. He's saying that's possible. You have to realize the power of the machshava. That's actually possible. Again, when it comes to things that have a visual form like a house or a physical presence, we can understand how that can be something that you can use your imagination and it's right in front of you. <coughs> but the feeling that words caused you to feel to be as real as a visual form is pretty startling. Yeah. Don't we do that when we do tefillah and we see the words and we feel the words and we can visualize them as well when we do tefillah? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> we can visualize words if we have that level or we... Do you know how long your davening would be if that's how you spent your tefillah? About three days. <laughs> right, for, for mincha. Right. <laughs> so Tamer, how come rabbis, like you see, you know, you see sometimes rabbis, they are literally able to daven Ashmona Asr for like six, seven hours. Like, and they're in this world, but how could that be that they're really able to do such a thing? <clears throat> because what, are they going through every kavana of the Arizal when every time they say Shem Hashem? Some of them, yes, actually. But can you imagine if they, like the Rebbe's, let's say they, they just did this, and every time they spoke about another attribute of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, they didn't move on until that attribute was visualized, sensed, felt, and really, like, tucked in. Really, st- Otherwise, they couldn't move on. Otherwise, they couldn't move on. So, no pressure, but the, for them, that's their Gidui Anefesh. Like, for them, the only, way they could visual, the only way they could get a sense of who they are is by going through that process with tefillah. That's them. It's a beautiful aspiration. I mean, they ask themselves, not every single day, they ask themselves every single second, like Rabbi Grossman probably does, what did you think of when you thought of creating me? How do they ask the question? Through the avoda of the vision. They don't just tell what did you think of when you thought of creating me? And they sit there waiting for an answer. They're working. They're working all day, every day, all day long. They never feel like they did enough. 
a woman that organizes our women in the kehila to say tilim every night in our shul doesn't feel accomplished. It's, it's ridiculous, kivyachol, right? But it makes sense. Because if you're busy with the question, for real, you're going to be busy with figuring out how to answer that question. And that's a, that, that's a busy life. And then the, the, the other side today of like mindfulness and consciousness, you know, Ram is telling me to be here now and that I should tell a mantra, I'm enough. You're good where you are. Like, is that a stira? Yes. No. It is. Because he's not, because he's your neck. I know. Because I know what he's saying. You didn't hear the first word of what he said, right? It was Ram. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ram Das. He's your neck from the Klippa. You see? You, you know who he is? No. So, so I'll tell you. coming from? Of course it is. In the MS, not in the MS, in the MS Lamito, of course. In the That's MS, right? You could be, you could be with what you have, but strive for more. That's yeah, not but, a contradiction. But what he's saying is, he's saying this place of kind of like what you were saying. Also, mm-hmm. it's the same. It's the same thing. It sounds like that's really what God wants of you, like that horrible abbreviation that millennials are using called YOLO. It's not true, right? That's actually not true. You only live once. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm saying, so let's say it was true, and therefore, let's say that was actually true. You only live once, which we don't, because no one here is, no one's first time here. No, we can't really sense it. No one is here for the first time. But even if it, even if it was true, then what? Then be here now, and that's the avoda. Yeah. Interesting. But then we have more to do. Yeah. We only have one shot at it. We gotta answer Avi Miller. If, if it's here now, you're going to end up doing a lot more. You'll be like that rabbi you saw in Baltimore who is present when he blows his nose. You're going to be, you're going to be able to, by quieting your mind and following these things and being mindful and present and being compassionate on yourself mm-hmm. and all these millennial ideas, you're going to end up being able to, <laughs> right. to, to, to accomplish a lot more because you're like a lot more at peace with it. Let that's time, let, that's the idea. Let time... And the, and the future generations stand as testament to see which side is winning. Let time and future generations stand as ages to see. Look at us. Let's see. Let's see. Mamash. Let's see who's, who's lasting. What's lasting? What's here? Yeah, and look what the previous generations accomplished. All the people who are passing away now, unfortunately. Like- 18 hours a day. Yeah. 18 hours a day of... Let's see like, what oh, be here now. Tell Reb Chaim Kanievsky, you know Reb Chaim. There was a Yid, his name was Richard Alpert, right? He's a Chacham. He had this whole machshava, right? Now, don't get me wrong, I need that also sometimes to like save me from sanity of, of, of losing my mind because I can't, I can't figure out how to keep on doing it. Of course, you need injections of it. But as a klal... It doesn't seem to me that that enhances the world of our Kedusha and our, and our Asiya. It's not a steer. It can't be a steer. It's got to be like the difference. So Rav Shalom talks about how we have to love every single Yid. The smaller need, the whatever. We love that individual, but we hate their, we hate their Maasim. We have to be able to separate the mm-hmm. two. So we have to be able to separate the fact that I am enough just the way that I am right now because this is where I am. But that doesn't prevent me from wanting to do better or striving to do more. What, Ram, 
Yep. I don't know who this Ram is. But that's is. why I keep on saying. <laughs> but it's but that's, mental, but it's, it's, but it's that's why I keep on thought. saying that I know what he's talking about. Okay. <laughs> I could say it again. I know what he's saying. Where he's coming from. And he also knows that. In the world that we're, of course, for us, we need, we need space to be like, it's perfect right now, and that should motivate us to keep on going more. When that's not clear, I could get stuck in this place of... Hmm, and we won't have a call up. And none of us show. would sit here. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have a shul. So are you and you wouldn't make aliyah. Mm-hmm. A kol pseda. You're fine. In Miami. And can you really say you're fine? You're fine. There's a difference between being enough and being perfect. Is it? Right? Very big difference okay. between being enough and being perfect. My, again, I don't know who this Ram guy is. So assuming that I don't know who this Ram guy is, is the way that I'm thinking, yeah. okay. Or is it... <laughs> all right, all right. Is the distinction here between um, when, when you're feeling uncomfortable that... <laughs> there's either it's okay to feel uncomfortable but I'm not satisfied with it between I'm feeling uncomfortable and it, that's I'm all good it depends if you, is that it, what we're it, talking it, about it depends here? you listen you want every person with their own hisgalus and nefesh each person gets more and more of a taste of their, of their hisgalus and nefesh sometimes when my nefesh is misgalus to me I feel more uncomfortable sometimes I feel more comfortable each person in their own place I mean the goal is not comfort I mean, my, my not comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, word, the word comfortable is, is not that, right. That's not what you're talking. I about would then. say more aligned, like more. You know, that's that's probably a better word. So when we're misaligned, see, I don't like being misaligned. So I do. <laughs> I, I, so I, I do anything. No, I I do anything I can to to fix that, and I need to be used. You know, I need to train myself to be used to the fact that a lot of the time I'm misaligned, and there are productive ways to deal with that and unproductive ways to do it. This is... Are you suggesting that what you're saying is an unproductive way? Uh, I, I'm, okay. I'm saying like this. I don't... I know... You have to help me out here. I know that it's you just are. a phase. <laughs> I know that he's going through a phase. Uh, meaning, it's, it's not... But you should know something. I... Everyone should, everyone should on a certain, sometimes like read a little bit of what, he, of what he's talking about. Here and there to spike your, get out of your comfort zone of however. But I know that in the Pneumius Advarim, the, 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 this is our Torah. I'm a Yid. I'm Yonik. I want to receive from the channels of Reb Chaim Kanievsky before anybody else in the world. I want to receive from the channels that made us come here to Eretz Yisrael, that, to, to give, that give us the oomph now, like this. The alignment process, this is what, it's a very good word, I like that a lot. The alignment process of what we're trying to hopefully work on has to, there's, there's a, there's a, it's called a process, and there's work for that. This is what he's saying, he says, the platform for you to figure out these things has to be a platform of machshavot kedoshot. Since God created us with, 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 the, with a very, very illustrative and powerful mind, forget substances. It's just normal. Just who we are. We do this all the time. Since that's true, Yaakov and Esav, they're both in the womb. So that this is Tanya, Perek, what is it? Perek Dalid? Perek Hay? This is the Alter Rebbe. It's not, that's not my Indian. The Alter Rebbe says this. 
This is the way it's going to be. There's a Nefesh Elokis and Nefesh Bahamis. Good luck with be here now when Nefesh Bahamis comes knocking on your door. That's not this world. You could be here now all day long. There's going to be a Nefesh Bahamis coming knocking, knocking on your door. You could give all the right answers that you prepared and everything like that. So the Avoda is, how much more time am I spending with holy moments in my thought, with my visualization? Like we said before, Reb Shlomo was able to write Nigunim because he visualized holy moments. moments. We could also write our Nigun of our life. We could write our own dreams out, actually. Be here now, if, sorry. Be here now doesn't mean enjoy the moment and, and, just, and just live like that, like the Nefesh Bahamas. It means be conscious right here, right now. I would say, that, I would say that's the Tikkun of be here now, right? Like the Tikkun of be here now is saying, be in the moment of visualization of Kedusha now. But that's Avoda. That's not sitting like this. That's actual work. Whereas what Ben was bringing up before, which is the whole trend is like this, it's this whole trend of like what they call in Hebrew, what's not really Hebrew, but it's the chaver that come back from India. Shanti. Have you heard that word before? Shanti. I don't even know what that really, really means. I just know how it sounds, like, Shanti. Or like in modern Israeli Hebrew, it's called, Ach, Yani Zorem. Sounds way out. Zorem. Shanti, Zorem. Have you ever heard the word Iri? It's the same. It's the same thing. Of course, I've heard it. And it's sheker. It's sheker. It's it's gewalt, but it's also not in this world. It's not for this. It's not. It's we're avoda. We're vav hey, yud ke vav ke. It's both. It's it's iri is kilo. There's no vav hey. There's no work that has to be done in this world. Even on our Shabbos menucha, we're not supposed to be sitting down just doing nothing. The avoda is to find a deep, like menucha, through the avoda of, of, of what we're doing in this world. Now, when a person is busy doing what they have a sense that Hashem has drawn out for them, this is a very important word. Listen very closely. When a person is mit asik, I wake up in the morning, you sanctified me to be busy. Lasok bedivrei Torah. That's how you. That's how you. That's mamash. That's how I'm sanctified. Okay, you're fair. So when a person is busy, he's mit asik with that which he knows aligns him, and he gets a sense that this is what Hashem thought of when He created me. He is more restful than anyone sitting in the Bahamas, Bashanti. When you're busy doing, Jerry, you're busy with just one chesed. You're busy with it. Is it exhausting? Yes, yes, yes. Is it fueling more than anything else in the world? Yes. Why? When a person is meet a sick, when they're busy with... You don't think Reb Chaim Kanievsky was exhausted? Maybe on the outside he was exhausted. In the inside, he was probably the most restful person in the world. Because he's one with what he knew, what he felt he was meant to do in this world. The, now, how do I find out what that is? That's this book. That's what this Sefer is. How do I find out the answers to these questions? Because I want to spend my time in this world being aligned and being close to what I'm supposed to be doing here. So the Seder, Misnagar will come and tell you, Teshev Tilmat Torah, V'akol B'Seder. He's also right. 
But then, like, you know, Rabbi Asher Weiss told us, but a person has to find what part of the Torah, you know, a person should be spending his time on. In Adam Lomed Ela Mashali Bochafetz. I have to, like, these are, there, there are layers and layers of this avoda. The bottom line is, where are you with your thoughts? Check in on a daily basis. How much time did you spend with holy thoughts? Now, we're up against a war, our generation. Why? Because of the thumb or the finger of the, the swipe. See, what's the, what's the avoda of swiping? It's not being in the mood. It's the anti, exactly. It's the anti of everything we've said in, uh, up until now. It's the exact opposite. Everything's fleeing. Everything's moving. Fast, 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 fast. So, oh, I have to stop now. Anyway, th- this, uh, this avoda, is, 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 this is serious stuff. This is what we're here for. This is what the Rebbe says is the path to revealing and finding out not just what Hashem wants of me, but Hashem's asking us all day long, what do you want of you? I'm giving you the cherus in this world to figure out what do you want from you. Bezrat Hashem, it's one. It's the same thing. Our ratzon, Bezrat Hashem should be Hashem's ratzon. The avoda of finding out what it be is a beautiful process. All right. Shekayach, everybody. Shekayach, we'll see. We'll continue Friday, Bezrat Hashem. Amazing process.